forget how, do we start these cold open or do we start with the intro? The last time you started with, uh, you just were like singing a uh, tune. Oh. <laughs> you were like, I am. Sorry. Hey, yeah, yeah, you. I think that was that. That was good. I think we need to start with a cold open because I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna take care of the elephant in the room. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, you discovered this morning, traitor, <laughs> that I had seen Doom without you. Yeah, I did. Um, when I got your text. Said you saw Dune without me with a bunch of question marks, exclamation points. I actually said audibly, and the saga continues. <laughs> so your bit since that day in the bookstore has been, I owe you the series of Dune. Now, okay, okay, you can explain Dune, to the audience. Dune is my birthright. Okay, <laughs> you explain, explain uh, to them why I owe you Dune. Me and, and Josh your intentions to read it. Me and Josh had a bet. What the bet was, I don't remember, and I, I don't believe it was. But I believe it was a bet where I had something that I, what we used to do when we were young teen lads. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Uh, really? No, 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 not Dune, but I'm talking about. This, this is how oh, okay. I remember it for some reason. Okay. I remember us, we, we would make a bet during Mario Kart, whoever won, if somebody had something yeah. that they wanted to tell the other person. It was because we wanted to tell them, but we wanted we to make a work for it. We talking about girls. Right. So the, the way we would do it is we would make a bet where if I lost... Uh, I would, you know, because Josh had information about girls he didn't want to tell me. So if I won, he had to tell me the information. If I lost, I had to go an hour and I couldn't lie about any questions or something like that. Because you, you didn't usually have much girls um, no, stuff. I was not, not, that I, not that I was uh, popular with the girls. I just usually liked different more girls, girls and yeah. more girls because I, I was more so girl crazy. I think it was at the point where we had like kind of stopped talking about girls but you had like this one piece of information you wanted to say we were playing Mario Kart for the first time and you're like I have it I want to do an old school bet but what do we bet and I was like uh if I win you have to buy me Doom and you were like deal and then I won and I was like well <laughs> I really I, don't think that's what happened but okay. okay it was either that or it was trial by combat and I won <laughs> that right. okay either way I owe you Doom yeah, so, as, as I said, Dune is my birthright. You've been saying that for a long time, and it, it, ha- and it's, it made it's it had to be at least a year. That you have no, I think more. Yeah, I think several years. <laughs> it's been I don't two think years. I, I don't even think I was I mean, dating yet when you, we started doing this, and uh, I think, and, and to make it clear, he makes he makes it clear that he has no intention of reading Dune. Absolutely none. That's a big book that even people who like to read struggle with. And I don't like to read, and I don't really care. And so recently, I've been like, when he brings it up, and I'm like, well, we can go see the movie if you want. And every time I bring that up, you would be like, well, may- I, maybe. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so- I, want, I want you to know one thing, is that I'm ooh. And so when I'm like, I don't like, know. Your bits are too, too high concept. It's like, I don't know what you want to do. All jokes aside, do you actually want to see Doom? Um, I'll be honest, I didn't know Dune had come out. <laughs> okay, you can't be too mad at me then. Do you actually want to see it? I would have saw it. If you would have said, hey, we're going to see Dune tonight, would, do you want to come? And I was going to, but we saw it at 10 p.m. And I knew you would have seen it that late. You're right. To so, be fair, I will see it with you now, if you want to see it. I definitely would go see it again on the I, big screen. I want to see a movie. And that leads me to say I would go see Dune because I want to go to a movie theater yeah. and get like snacks. Right. Um, but I think I would like to bring Alana, but I don't know if she would be in to see Dune. I don't think that Dune would be something that she would care for. I don't think either. Um, I think you would like Dune. I really, really like Dune. Right. And it was, it's, it's like two and a half hours long. Deep sci-fi, really weird. Uh, I don't think that'd be something she would be into. But no. I, I, while I was sitting there, like the first hour and a half, I was like stunned and kept thinking, like, there's not been one shot in this movie that wasn't majestically awesome. Like everything was wow. so beautiful and cool, like the costume designs, the ship designs, and the music was amazing. It was so loud in that theater, I felt like my head was gonna explode. Was it the Alamo? Yeah, and I and I never been able to understand the story, whether in the book or the old David Lynch movie or anything. Nobody understands anything in the 
And I would have watched it now that I am that I've seen the new. But this one conveyed all the information. So I think you really like it. But you could also okay. watch. We could watch it together on HBO Max or something. You don't have to get out on theater. HBO Max. Yeah, now. they did it on the same. I only saw it in the movies because I heard you should see it on the big screen, and I'm really glad I did because it is stunning. It is yeah, a see, that's the reason. Movie. If I see a big sci-fi movie like that, I think I'd rather see it in the in the movies, right? Because of the epicness that it brings. Like for example, I think I would have I I I enjoyed the Star Wars movies more in the theater than I do after the fact watching oh, yeah. them on TV. So they're like an experience. Yeah. Right. I think I'll do the same thing, even if I don't like love the deep sci-fi and all that stuff of. You know what it is. I think I will like uh, the. I, I will like seeing it in the movies because you know the right. giant, you know the big screen and the loud music and the, you know the surround sound and all that stuff. Snacks versus the snacks versus me on my Walmart brand on TV with crappy speakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's a, a big experience for me. So if you want to go sometime, I'll go with you again. All right, we'll, we'll make, make a date anytime. We'll make a date. Avoid the day because yeah, we'll, 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 and maybe we'll that. talk about the Beatles on the web. Maybe we will. And next weekend uh, is Doctor Who. Oh. So uh, we can update everybody on that. We need to watch that together. Hold hands and watch the new Doctor Who episode. That's what we do. Is, um, the, is that the season starting? Yeah, it's it's the like the chapter one. Is of, that like, on the, the full story arc? Okay, that's on just BBC America regular TV. Yeah, they just I think they just aired on TV. But I can probably watch it on. BBC America app, right? I think so. So I can watch it on that. Yeah. Because I don't have cable. Right. Or, you know, satellite TV or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you have access to it, if, if need be. Yeah, we'll find a way. Life yeah. finds a way. And it doesn't have to be way. next weekend. But no, but I'd like to start out. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah. I feel like we should probably watch it together. We should. Yeah. Yes. I, we have, haven't watched and another I, episode of Doctor Who separately for... Well, since, like, season seven. Right. I think that's I think when we I started. started. We started watching together in, in mid-season seven, yeah. No, I, I remember starting season seven fresh, because you were like, okay, Zach, okay. We have, you have to watch Doctor Who, you're really going to like it. Gotcha. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I watched like the whole series in like, right. a, like a month. And would sleep in your shoes, because you yeah. had to get up for school. Yeah. <laughs> and so... From then, the next season that came on was season seven. Because I remember when you told me season six dropped on Netflix. Oh, yeah, We jumped yeah, up yeah. and down and I screamed remember. like little girls. Remember, and yeah. then watched it together on Netflix. And I was yeah. so upset because my dad was making me help him install uh, the new appliances in the kitchen the day that it aired. And I was so salty. Yeah. Instead of just being like, all right, well, we can watch after. Because it is on Netflix. <laughs> Every little bit that dad was like not raring to go in the kitchen. We would like run back in the room and turn on Doctor Who and watch like 15 minutes and be like, ah, right. Because we wanted to watch like six hours of it at a time. We had problems. So yeah, we watched seven, eight. We've watched, it's I think season 12 is starting or season 13. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So we watched five. Wow. Uh, Peter Capaldi did eight, nine, ten, and there's been 11. So this is 13. So we did seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and 12 together. So that's six seasons, right? Yeah. Yes. This will be our seventh season together. This is so sweet. Oh, man. I feel like we're in love. I know, too. Uh, welcome to On the Road with Josh and Zach. We are on the road. We drive during this podcast. Well, Josh does. I don't. It's not the cat in the hat car where there's three steering wheels. That would be cool. Somebody okay. asked me, are you guys actually on the road in the podcast? And I said, we are actually on the road. And people think just because we have bad audio quality that it's just because we have crappy microphones. But no, it's because we're on the road. They think that we're in the hot, a hot tub in this one. And then we're going to pretend. I'll be honest. We're, me, and, okay, me and Josh and our uh, wives are going to be taking a, a little trip together uh, coming up. And some of the B&Bs that we looked at had hot tubs. Oh, nice. And I said, we didn't end up going with one with a hot tub, I don't uh, think. Um, but I said, if there is one, we have to record an actual yes. episode of Imagine Hot Tub like, Album Reviews. A year later, another episode One drops, episode we genuinely in a hot tub. It's like, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm genuinely drinking hot. <laughs> yeah. That would be really good. It's, uh, we didn't end up going with one because like, one of the hot tubs was like a community hot tub for like a, a place around. The other one wasn't private in the slightest. It was like on the back porch, but there was like no fences or anything around. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it wasn't like... A really nice yeah, hot tub situation. Yours, yeah, that'd be far cooler. When we, when me and Tabby were on our anniversary trip, 
it was raining one day and we were just in the pool, but we saw these two old ladies go out into the outdoor hot tub and sit in, in the rain. And I was like, I'm going to try it. Yeah. The old ladies did. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like that would be awesome. It was. Yeah. But like uh, those monkeys would sit in the water. Did you get to meet um, uh, Luke Bryan? Uh, he made me a burger. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. We were in Nashville. Yeah. He yeah. made me a burger. That's cool. He made me an elk burger. Luke's elk burger. Um, but so, <laughs> are, we, are we getting back to the podcast? Or yeah, are we so, getting... yeah, we're going to talk today about the next Beatles album. Number three. It's a hard day's Day. night. And this one is also uh, has a movie connection, which you didn't watch, right? No. Okay, so I watched the movie, so I'm going to I'm gonna tell you about a little... I don't know why I acted so, no. so strongly. Like, I, I wouldn't be caught dead watching I that movie. I don't watch movies. I watched that movie, so I'll be able to give some insight into how it connects to the album. It's really is it like, thing. is it just a regular movie? Or is it like based on the Beatles at all? It is. It, uh, you mean like, <laughs> <laughs> like what I mean? You mean they're, uh, are they playing themselves? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the Beatles in it, and it's supposed to be like, you know, real things that are happening. Okay. And they actually like perform in the movie. It's not like a musical. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I think the Elvis things are a musical. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any of those. But, uh, like, in these, like, the Beatles go up to the stage and, like, you know, there's an audience and. Um, so are these all the songs that are in the movie? They only have the first half of the album in the movie, which is weird because they play all of the songs two or three times. Like, the movie starts with uh, Hard Day's Night with the Beatles, like, running away from a crowd of people. And then A Hard Day's Night would be in it, like, a half hour later. And then A Hard Day's Night would be in it again. And I know that's the title song, but they would do the same thing with a bunch. Like, sometimes it would be, like, music video style. They would be doing something while the song is playing. Right. And then later on in the movie, they, they perform actually perform the entire song. So, huh. I don't know why. I think the album wasn't finished yet, because the album and the uh, movie were being made at same the same time. time. And so, I read that the, like, the producers were, like, they didn't give the movie any, like, real attention. They didn't really care if the movie was good, because they knew that through a loophole they would have the rights to, this, to the soundtrack, and that's what people would buy. And so they were right. like, this movie could suck, but we're going to make bank because everyone loves the Beatles. And so the movie, I would say, is not good. Uh, it's weird, for sure, and, uh, but it had some cool parts. And the parts that are cool about it are the parts where they kind of show that the fact that society is so obsessed with these four guys right. is causing like them to not live the fullest extent of their life. Yeah, like they had this sequence which was really cool. I think it was George, uh, who they were trying to get George to do a uh, promo for these clothes, and he was like, "I wouldn't be caught dead wearing these clothes." And they're like, "We do not care." And they had this long, and it, it's all kind of funny. Like nothing is like really dark or deep, but it was kind of a cool insight into things that they go through. And they also had one where uh, they're all being interviewed by paparazzi and were being asked really impertinent questions. Um, and they all have like these little quips that they give. Like somebody asked uh, Paul, like, what do you call that haircut? He's like, I call my haircut Chuck and, or something like that. Some name. And they just did like these bits. But then it starts with the Beatles on a train. They run, they outrun a crowd. They get on a train. Like hobos. Yeah. And they're on there. They're all, all playing themselves. They all like joke and make fun of each other a lot. And there's this old guy in the carriage with them. And they're all like, who's this old guy? And, and Paul's like, that's my granddad. And Paul's granddad, who's not his actual granddad, is with them along for the whole movie. And so you think he'd be like comic relief, like an old, like sweet or old crazy guy. Right. Paul's granddad is a freaking creep. Like, <laughs> he's just, he's super weird. He's always yelling at people. And he's like, he's got these tiny glasses on. He's like, a, a vicious British man who's always, like, ranting about something. And he's not, like, an endearing old man. I spit everyone over in Paul's grandfather's impression. And he's he's following them around through the whole movie. He causes problems for them at several times. And I don't understand the inclusion of Paul's granddad. Well, it sounds like my granddad. <laughs> it's my granddad. And I'm watching this, like, I look up, it's like, is it his real, really his granddad? I can't make any sense of why they thought. That would be hilarious if they actually had his granddad just that, there. And that I would understand. But it's some random actor playing Paul's granddad, and it's n not funny. And it's I hated the granddad character. That's um, funny because you usually love the granddad character. I usually movies. love it. Paul and John are pretty good actors. George and Ringo, not so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, every time the camera was on Ringo while he was performing, every time they put the camera on him was a mistake. Because you know when he drums, 
I mean, when somebody plays guitar or bass, they, they can have a face to match that. But when Ringo plays the drums, he's making like a, a face. Well, they can't see me at home, but he makes the worst face. You right. probably have seen it. Something, and they keep showing him and like so I'll be, like this. No, he's like trying to be happy. Is the problem? Like he's trying to drum happy, and so Watch he's out. making this like stupid. I see it. He's Sorry. making this. Like, We're on the road, people. <laughs> yeah. He, making like this stupid face so i'll be like i'll be jamming with the song and then it goes over to ringo who looks like an actual clown like <laughs> drumming on his stupid drum uh so yeah it wasn't a great movie it had some cool moments what would you give it out of uh five knee slaps like funny wise just out of like goodness i guess okay i'd probably give it uh two and a half knee slaps gotcha I think there's better movies that they've made. I don't mean in general. I think there's better Beatles movies. There are definitely better movies than all really? of them. One of them is Dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I need to talk about about the movie unless something like occurs to me and we talk about it. Since you haven't um, seen it. Yeah. Did you gotcha. forget something? No, I just lost my wallet in your car. <laughs> okay, but not... It's in here, though. Maybe. All right. So I you waited... To dive right in? I am. I've got the track list up. Right. I'm raring to go. Hard Day Tonight, the, the album. It's... Any... <laughs> I was just going to say, any initial oh. thoughts before we get in? Um, my initial thought... Well, okay. I listened to this one the least. And it's... Which you said last time, too. So each each time you're going to listen to the album less and less and less. Well, yeah. I think the first one I was like, I got to listen to it over and over and over again to get a good sense for each song and and that I think after that I was like I you know I can at least form my opinion based on the song a couple times I apologize for the rumbling I do need to get my car serviced and I have an appointment with Uber nice you probably need new rotors if I had to guess I think so yeah I just had to change the rotors I have rocky rotors yeah oh that's another thing I have to bring up real quick before we start Josh has always told me that Rocky Raccoon is not the greatest Beatles song of all time but my very opinionated uh, person that I work with, named Paul, he uh, he had been uh, complaining that the Beatles were really overrated and this and that, which obviously I used to think when I was a teenager, but I, I've started to think to myself, maybe they aren't, and I'm going to give them a try, which is the point of this podcast. Right. But he, being in his late 50s, has yet to come to that, uh, you know, to that point right. where he's, you know, willing to... Resolve. He's very opinionated, very strongly about a lot of things. Uh, and he told me that, especially the White Album, which I think a lot of people really like the White Album, especially the White Album sucks to him. Except for Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. He can listen to that song pretty much every day. <laughs> right. So uh, am I supposed to trust the opinion of the guy who uh, does not like the Beatles, thinks that what a lot of people say is their best album and their worst, and only likes the song that doesn't really sound like the rest of their song and says that's the best. Because I never argued that it shouldn't be your favorite. I just have always argued that it's not the Beatles' best song and you don't even feel that way. It's Listen, I haven't best. listened to every single Beatles song to be able to decide that yet. Have you listened to any Beatles song so far that you think is better than Rocky Raccoon? Not yet. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> is it because I didn't make eye contact or couldn't hold from laughing? <laughs> one, of the, one of the three. Josh is trying really I'm hard trying to, to break out a piece of toes. <laughs> yep. Okay, um... So you listen to it the least. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting, this is still in the exact same style as their first album, right? In my mind. The songs are different, but nothing has changed, really. And I'm getting a little tired of the sound of the early Beatles at this point. Now, we're three albums in, and sometimes bands don't change sound at all to the entire lineup. And I can understand that, but I think listening to these so closely together on like repeat I think I'm getting a little tired of the of the 60s like the hard 60s sound of the Beatles yeah like it's getting a bit stale for me I'm not getting tired of it they're still good songs I don't think that they're bad songs or that it shouldn't be listened to this is probably the best songs of the Beatles so far best album yeah the best album so I far I agree but um, I think I'm I'm feeling as though it's getting a bit stale yeah uh, and I think it's like I think we still have a little bit to go before they are completely out there. Yeah, I think the next few albums get a little... And I think this one... 
I, I felt like this one felt a little more polished, definitely. Yeah. And a few, and the songs, uh, to me, at least I didn't feel like the whole album sounded as much the same as the last two have, where they have big blocks where songs sound very similar. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I've listened to it a lot, though. But I, I felt like each song was a little more independent until you get to, like, a little middle chunk on the second half, but that's usually where filler is anyway. Yeah. But we'll get we'll talk about each one as we do on, on the road with Josh and Zach. So let's start with our very first track. It's been a hard day's night. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've never really liked the line, um, I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. I should be sleeping like a log. Are you kidding? That's primetime rhyme, okay? <laughs> think... Just like that sentence. Primetime rhyme. I think this album, you know, they're not known for their great lyrics. I mean, they have yeah. some good stuff later on. But especially this album, there'd be like several lines where I'd be like, gosh, this is a bad one. Yeah. And I do think sleeping like a log is pretty <laughs> stupid. like a log. Uh, but that being said, uh, following the tradition of the first two albums, the beginning song is a hit. And yeah. it is a very good song. Um, I think. This song, in, in my research of it, is they say it is one of the most discussed of the Beatles because of the opening chord. Bang. Yeah, so they, there's a lot of discussion about, and I don't really understand music, but there's oh, a oh, lot yeah, of yeah, discussion yeah. about it. So that. they, I think what it was, if I, I, haven't, I didn't look into this, but I remember them saying that there's this a, a Beatles chord that no one could figure out for such a long time. It sounds like a straightforward guitar chord. Yeah. But what it is, I think they discovered, was a combination of a guitar chord and a piano chord. And so I, there's, I, can, I can hear that in that. There's no. way more notes in there than they're expecting there yeah. to be. And so when they're trying to figure out how to play that opening chord on guitar, you just can't do it because yeah. it doesn't have the variety of notes or like the range of notes that it does on a piano. Because yeah. they're playing these notes on piano, these notes on guitar. And I think it was really a more recent discovery of what they actually did, even though they probably could have just asked Paul. They might not have known. To be fair, Paul was like, "I don't know. I was <laughs> yeah. on many drugs." Right. Um, and uh, yeah, they they discussed that so much, and I think that again, uh, very first few seconds of the album, we talked about on "Please Please Me." It starts with the one, two, three, four, and with the Beatles had a pretty good strong start with immediately going to "It Won't Be Long," and this is a really cool way to start the album. They're really good at starting their albums. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if that's a consistent thing. I, I think so from what, I, from what I've seen. That just that, that note, you're already kind of hooked. Right. It's a big, it's a big attention-grabbing note. Because, yeah. like, when I hit play on that, it has a few seconds of silence, and then the note hits. Yeah, and, that's, and then it's you're got like, a lot oh. of it, it, texture to it. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of gives you intrigue into what it's going to be. Right. I'm using that word, the word of the day, intrigue. Intrigue, all right? Yep. Every time you, you uh, use it, you get closer to your prize. Oh? Uh, what's that? I'm not telling you. Oh, I hope it's Dune. No, not Dune. Oh. I'm not, I'm not going to give you something that I already owe you. Evidently. That's a good point. Or but it would be a good out for you. Or combat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, combat, probably. So this song, they uh, they rec- like wrote and recorded this song in like three hours, they said. Like, they... They started recording it, and like you can hear some of the takes where they don't even know what the words are yet. <laughs> and so, but by the end, they and you know they don't get, have very <laughs> great lyrics. I'm sleeping no. like a log. Who knows if that one was from the beginning? But it is still impressive that this song is. is one of their big hits, and they wrote it in such a short period of time. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've heard a few stories like that from a lot of artists where it's like they they just got together and like the inspiration hit, and they had a song in like 15 minutes. And then they just like knocked it out, yeah. and I think that's a, a big thing is when like everybody like gets in the studio and it's like ready ready to go. And you can tell by this song because it has it has high energy, and 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 it's very it's uh it's sharp too. Yeah, um, I like this song a lot. I like it. Uh, it's it's I think I like the first two starters. I like as far as that goes. If I'm comparing them as an, an album starter, I I like I saw her standing there and. Long better than a hard day's night, but it's still good. I think I like a hard day's night better than I saw her standing there. Interesting. Maybe, but I'm it won't. Sure. Where does it? It won't be long, right? Then. Uh, I think uh, it won't be long. Maybe. Yeah. Hold on. 
I'm trying to remember the song. It won't be long, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I saw us stand. I think. Yeah, I think I like that one the best. I saw her standing there? Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I said. Well, I don't know, but I know I like this one the least. But that's saying a lot, because I like this one song a lot, too. Um, and every time I hear it, you know, like on the radio or something, I like, it, it takes me with it. And I'm singing it, jiving a little. Man, you're always jiving. I'm always jiving. So it, it was a good way to start the album. It's also a good album, a title track, because we complained about that, about Please Please Me. Yeah. And you, were, you remember your, your long bit about what should be the title track? Uh, well, <laughs> about, let's not bring it up. <laughs> And then with the Beatles didn't, that was just the title of the album, there wasn't a song in the name. Right. But this one has a good title track in it, you get yeah. it right out there, you don't have any, any wondering about that. Like, I wonder when that song's coming in. Right. So I'm going to give, uh, it won't, uh, not it won't be long, gosh, I'm going to give a Hard Day's Night. And also, before, I always thought it was a Hard Day's K-N-I-G-H-T. I always thought it was a play on words. Oh, I and never, I guess I never thought about it. Because I searched a Hard Day's Night and it was like, it was like some Rugrats episode or something. That's probably know. where you got it from. <laughs> I don't think it was Rugrats. It was some TV show. I'm like, wait, what? And then I realized, oh, it, it's not night. It's, it's just normal. Like a hard day's night. Right, because he works really hard. Right. And he should be sleeping like a log. Like a log. Right. But when he gets home to you, you know, yeah. he feels all right. So big thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up from me. Woo! Second song on the track. I, I gotta say it's... I should have known better with a girl like you. And I do. Yeah, yeah. And I do. Great harmony. Yeah, I wonder why we were clipping the mic before. Yeah, it's it's surprising to me, honestly. So we're back at it again with uh, the harmonica. Yeah. Uh, early on in this album. Yeah, this song is very full, too, which I like. It has, it has a lot going on. Uh, even though it's simple. Um, what do you think about this one? I like it. I think it's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Literally all you have to say about it. I still I still find the amount that the harmonica is in the forefront of all these songs a bit grating. Mm-hmm. It's still great, John, this one. Yeah, like, it's just, like, how resonant it is. Like, they could have yeah. turned it down a little bit, and it could have been in there as more of a texture, but it's a lead line. Yeah. And it's just too loud for me. I listen to headphones or with my uh, radio all the way up in the truck. There's only two options. Right. And so that is... Maybe that's the issue. That's but, probably the but issue. But that's all right. Um, and so because of that, I feel like it's, it, it is a bit, it's a bit more full-on than I want the harmonica to be. Gotcha. But I'm not the um, producer of the Beatles. And clearly they no, did something. I'm far less successful, and I have never even met the Beatles. So you'd like to? I would. I'd he doesn't sing them. on this album, does he? I didn't catch it. I don't think he does. I, yeah, I didn't catch it either. Uh, the harmonica doesn't bother me in this one. Um, the first time I heard this song, it didn't really do anything for me, but it was it was a, a uh, melody that grew on me. Um, it kind of snuck up on me, which I feel like a lot of these songs do, uh, which is why I think I benefit is that sometimes I'll hear it the first time and I'll be like, I don't know what there is to that song. It doesn't do anything for me. And the more I hear it, it does get stuck in my head. And that makes sense of why it was they were such big hits because they were played all the time. Right. And even even these head. songs back then, yeah, they're earworms. And so even the first time, it might not do anything for me. But this, the second or third time, it's like, oh, yeah, this vocal melody, I'm singing along with it. Uh, I like the beat and... Uh, piano, harmonica, and guitar all on this one. And there's also a lot of guitar solos on this album, which I, I appreciated more uh, than the last two. Um, yeah, that being said, I know it's 60s pop, and, you know, right now, you know, we haven't gotten, like, to the world of Hendrix, where he really changed guitar solos for the world. But they're not that interesting of guitar solos. No. Like, this one, they're not really doing much. I think there's one that I like, but, uh, like, particularly. But, you know, they're not really I just, you know, I they add they add a moment of difference to the song where it's like, oh, here's the guitar solo break that breaks up the song, but it's not like a thing that I'm like, oh yeah, and here comes the solo. You know, it's kind of like, okay, now I stop singing, I can get a little sippy sip of water, now I can start singing. And I had talked about that, but I like the guitar solo on Hard Day's Night, 
because uh, sometimes with Hard Day's Night is pretty good. It does have a good guitar solo. Yeah, and there's also an acoustic guitar solo in there somewhere. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I like that one, and is that bass or piano underneath it in A Hard Day's Night? I think um, it might be piano. You mean like the harmonized? The solo. Yeah, it's like it, it's harmonizing with the solo. I'm pretty sure um, something back there. I think it's a 12-string oh, guitar. Okay. Anyway, I like that one a lot, and uh, I, th- I can't remember about this, this one solo, but I just notice it more because sometimes the songs, when they, they don't have a guitar solo or some sort of musical break, they can get really repetitive. Yeah. So I, I felt like these songs were less repetitive than they have been um, yeah. on this album. Like I said, I'm, I spit everywhere again. Well, <laughs> you did the first time. I did this time. We're separate people. We both spit, though. Yeah. We're spit boys. We, spit boys. we, we do everything for less. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, the guitar solos break up the song. I just don't... Okay, two of them I'm okay with. I like A Hard Day's Night, all right? I like that, that one part, and it's kind of cool that it's on 12-string. I'm pretty sure it's on 12-string anyway. That's the only thing I can think of, because I don't think it's harmonizing with another instrument. It's too tight for that. Um, I think this one's a bit lame. Gotcha. Just because, and a lot of times, their solo is just matching the vocal. Yeah. You know, which can be be a a cool thing to do for a moment in a solo. But then you got to go your own way with it. That's usually what you do at the beginning of the solo, and then it goes wild. Right. It, like, ties in your theme, and then you, like, bring it up to a crescendo. This you just kind of get the, you know, and I just I found it fairly bogus. Got okay, it. if I had to quote some people, I don't know if you said <laughs> bogus in the past. My dad has said it before. But I've heard it. I've heard it a few times. Uh, I'm, I'll give this song a thumbs up. I I'll give it a thumbs it. up. Still, I just give the solo probably a thumb sideways because it's fairly bland. It's not bad. It's just bland. Yeah, it's not doing. All right, so two thumbs up so far. Uh, number three. If, if I, I fell in love with you, would you promise to be true and help me understand? So this is a song they played a lot in the uh, movie too, um, and seeing Ringo like try to drum to this because it's such a like light, you know, soft beat, and he's like he's drumming and like he's like bouncing in his seat and bobbing his head back and forth. It's like, don't show Ringo, please. You keep ruining it. Can't think romantic thoughts when you're looking at Ringo stuff. That's true. I don't understand. I, I like we talked about how handsome Paul was. Yeah. But you know, to speak objectively, all the One Direction boys are all handsome boys, right? Oh yeah. But Ringo, and I know maybe that wasn't the biggest deal. Ringo, he's got a big old honker. Yeah. He and does. even George, uh, like John and Paul are both fairly attractive British men, but George and Ringo. Both look a little funky. Yeah. So it's surprising do. that everybody went so crazy about all of them because Marge Simpson famously had a crush on Ringo. Right, but Marge Simpson also married Homer. <laughs> yeah, well. So well, could you really trust Marge Simpson? I guess not. You I know, mean, she has a she has a heart of gold. She's looking at what's on the inside. Less about what what's do you on think the she outside. sees on the inside of Ringo. Um I think he's him. got great meter, you know? Yeah. He's a really accurate That's drummer. <laughs> yeah. That's on the inside, man. But anyway, this so this song is uh, a, another really soft love song. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this one. Uh, I, think I like it. The, the lyrics are nice and sweet, and it has uh, a nice melody. It has a different feel, I think, than some of the soft love ballads of before. This song has also been covered a lot, and you know who I heard cover it? Who? If you guess correctly, <laughs> you'll get even closer to your prize. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Um, they have their. They had their own TV show. Is it Big Time Rush? No. <laughs> <laughs> this person. I said they. That means you think plural. Okay. This artist. It's one person had their own TV show. One I'll give you person. one more guess. Are they Big Time Rush was the last thing I think you'd guess. Yeah, but it was out there, man. When you go big time. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, it's a person who had a TV show. Yeah. Was it about? Them, or did they just play it? It was. It was. What is it? Reba? Yes. It yeah, Reba. it was Reba. She did a cover of this song, and it's pretty darn good. Nice. I've heard. I've heard a few Reba covers, and like it's. It's made me appreciate Reba a little bit more. She's. She's good at covers. She's good. She's a great singer. She knows Van. She knows Van. She makes crazy. Things. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, but she does a good cover of the song. I think it, it is very simple, and it lends itself to you could add some some other instrumentation. Yeah, and so um, there's nothing like too special about it, but I, it's just very sweet and endearing, and I like the song. I like it. I think it's like you said, it's very simple. So to me, this would be like a perfect background to like a movie song yeah. of like, you know, a scene, like a romantic scene, you know, cause it's not like in your face, you know, or like not too much going on to distract you. I feel like it would right. lend, just lend itself it's pretty, pretty well yeah. to like sitting in the background to something. I mean, it's, it's very good in its own right, but I think it like, I could see it sitting in the background of like a, like a romantic part of the movie. And, and, and you're definitely right. It doesn't jump out and get your attention. I think that might be the flaw of the song. Uh, because but the I think, first few times I heard it, I didn't give it any consideration. It took a while for it to connect with me. I think because of that, it lends it to be really relaxing. That's true. It's a soothing song. Like, you I know. can get massage to it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> made that weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I give If I Fell the Beatles version a thumbs up, and I give If I Fell the Raven McIntyre version a giant thumbs up. Wow. I'll give this a thumbs up, and I haven't heard the Reba version, but I'll give... The fact that Reba knows Van, a giant thumbs up. So you're referencing Van, who was her son-in-law? Yes, right. and the and, Reba TV show. And he was, he played football. Yeah, he was. While. You know what was weird about that show? What's that? Was, you know, every sitcom has, like, the stupid person who's comic relief. Uh-huh. But that show had Barbara Jean, Reba's ex-husband's yep. new wife, and Van was also stupid. Everybody in the show was kind of stupid. Like every, uh, yeah, because you know, uh, what's her name? The daughter. Was Cheyenne stupid. was really stupid. I guess it was supposed to be Even like, Brock was stupid. Right. As In their own way. Reba and Kira, and Jake wasn't really in it that much. That was her other son. That was her son. Yeah. Uh, they weren't really stupid. They were more like, you know, smart aleck. That, that character. Right, because Reba was like holding it all together and she would give the quips back. She was kind of like the Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. To, to compare it to a much higher level and, sitcom. But she well, she. <laughs> That's not much higher. Open the debate. Where are we she, going? She would. Uh, I'm just going to Winchester. Okay. Do you have any idea where you want to eat? Not really. Oh, man, that's my place. <laughs> All right, we're talking about this. Uh, but she would like. She would be the one to give the snide remark to yeah. the, the stupid people. But it seemed like there was a lot more stupidity going on in that show than the average sitcom. Yeah, because I, I feel like you got. Um, I feel like Brock was kind of like the George of it. Like he was stupid. He was he was pathetic yeah. and stupid, but he wasn't, like, super comic relief. Right. You'd laugh at him, but more in a condescending yeah, way. At him, right? right. And, and that like, Barbara Jean was, was to laugh like, with. Yeah, and then and then Van, he, he was just like... He made those crazy faces. He, and he, yeah. yeah. So did Barbara Jean. Yeah. You know, I saw, like, the full... I'm sorry about my car, guys. <laughs> I saw the, the full collection, uh, like, the Reba Complete series, and I thought, like... It's not worth it, but it would be so nice to get that as Zach for, like, a gift. You get that for my anniversary present. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could stream that somewhere for free. Yeah, but is it is it, is it as nice as watching it on an authentic DVD? Popping in a fresh DVD. The way the good Lord intended. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So, next. I'm happy just to dance with you. I'm happy just, just to dance with you. Oh! Oh! It strikes me that not super well. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, I don't remember it that well. Yeah. So this song um, is another song that's really full. I'm surprised. It's kind of like uh, it doesn't have harmonica or anything, but it's got piano. They they utilize piano a lot more on this album. It feels very full, and the lyrics are uh, really sweet. He's talking about uh, like I don't need to kiss. I don't need to hold your hand. I'm just really happy when we dance together. He's really right. Yeah, There's yeah. a funny line where he's like, if if somebody comes up to cut to cut in the dance, he's like, let's just pretend we don't see his face. So it's just, I imagine that was something that would happen to me when I was a teenager. Like, I'd go up to try to dance with a girl, and they would just pretend they don't see me. Right. Oh, that was... But uh, also, I feel like nowadays, cutting into a dance is, a, is not a thing that would happen. Like, it would yeah. be back then. You'd be like, excuse me, I want to finish this dance instead of, like, let me wait till they're done. Well, also, we don't go to, like, dances. And also, know, girls don't be, like us. <laughs> We're married. Yeah, but, but uh, we found one. Right. <laughs> Collectively. We're married to the same And I never, girl. like, tried to dance with a girl. Uh, because there was one party where everyone was trying to get me beforehand to ask the girl to dance. And I never... Was I there? No. Remember, beforehand. It was before a wedding. Oh, yeah. That you were trying to get... You know, I have a story about that, actually. I can tell it on this podcast. 
So if we take a quick break, from, well, let's let's rank rate the song. Um, I give it a thumbs up. I do like the song. I just don't think it stood out that big in my mind. Um, my dad is calling. You said that last time. Do you need to answer it? No. Okay. He like calls you every podcast. Well, he calls me like every day at the most inopportune time. Sorry, dad. I love you. But every time you call me, I'm in the middle of something or taking a dump. And I answer the phone when I'm taking a dump. It's just a chat, right? Yeah, it's just a chat. It's so not text him and say, call me back when I'm taking a dump. But he just has to kind of guess <laughs> based off of what we eat for lunch. Right. Which is it's going to be inevitable that it's going to be soon. <laughs> I didn't eat lunch. Did you? Uh, no, I just had string cheese. Nice. I had uh, breakfast, which was cereal, and then I haven't oh, eaten since then. You need, you need some food. I do. Now, any, anything you're craving? At all? I don't think anything in particular. It's, it's one of those moves where you're just hungry enough to where anything that you say sounds cool. Yeah. You know, I went the other day by myself into a sit-down restaurant because I had time to kill. And I didn't just want to sit in my car. And I had a book with me. I used to do that for work all the time. So it was like old times. And I was like, I'm going to get a light amount of food. Like, you know, I eat too much when I'm with Zach, but that's going to be encouraged. So I'm going to get a light amount of food. And I, I got like this little order of wings and I was going to get a little entree. Like the cheapest things on the menu. But they had a deal on wings. So I ended up getting 12 wings, yes. a gourmet jumbo hot dog, and, a, and french fries on the side. I had so much food. Where'd you go? Mackinac's. They had a deal on wings, and, and everything was really good. But it's like I went in there, and I, I said, uh, not only did I say I was not going to eat that much, I also was like, and I'm going to get something healthy, you know? And I ended up getting this hot dog, fries, and wings. Boneless wings. So it's not even like, you know, they, they were breaded. You know? mm-hmm. um, I, I like this song, too. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. The story I was going to tell about my dance experience, um, it was this wedding where I need gas. I can get it out. Uh, it was this wedding where there was a girl there that I liked. She wasn't the bride, obviously. That would have been a little awkward. Um, you know you know who I'm talking about now, right? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And, you know, everybody was saying, and I'm glad I didn't, because I, I told her I liked her the next day, and it turned out she didn't like me back. Uh, but there was kind of this mystery about it, whether or not she did. Yeah, she was really active. Yeah, because she kind of acted like it, but also didn't kind of want to. Um, she let Josh pay for a whole day. Yeah, but then she didn't, didn't want to, That's fine. And uh, so at that wedding... I was feeling terrible because I like I couldn't uh, bring my I couldn't bring myself to ask her to dance. The mother of the bride sat me at this table with this guy that she she knows that I was friends with as kids, but that guy really doesn't like me. And the mother of the bride has done that at several parties, and the guy just did not care for me. So it's always awkward. So I was feeling terrible. Me and mom left early, and they took a picture of all all of the of the young people there, and I didn't get to be in it. And the mother of the bride kept texting me over and over again, like apologizing that I didn't get to I know the picture. And yeah, and so I sent her a picture of me uh, cropped over the photo. My head was on everybody's body, and I was in front of everybody. You remember that? Yeah. I sent it to the mother of the bride. She posted it. Super embarrassing. I haven't really thought about yeah. it for a long time. Yeah, that's funny. She posted it when it was probably like like a week after the wedding. She yes, posts this picture, right? which she, is like had so much more fun with this picture than at the actual wedding. She barely posted anything from the actual wedding, and then she posts that. I was super embarrassed, but like so recently, I worked a long week where I, I like had done a, a lot of shifts back to back. Should be sleeping like a log. Should have been sleeping like a log, and I drank a lot of coffee, and I don't usually drink coffee. And recently, coffee's been giving me anxiety. So mm. on that day, all I could think about was that picture and how horrible I felt and I was like you know I could have congratulated her I could have posted a picture where I congratulate and instead I cropped myself in front of everybody and I couldn't get it out of my head and I was t- I was telling Tabby and she was like I doubt that they remember that so it got to such a point that I like texted the bride and apologized for creating this picture <laughs> and for being, you probably haven't talked to her in like a year not much I mean like little messages here and there and uh like ever being like a social bomb at that party and she was like, well, I didn't expect this text, but uh, there are no hard feelings here. We're fine. And I was like, okay, good. And then I have not had caffeine since. That's a good call. So that's what happens when you, that's why dancing is such a good thing. You know, I couldn't bring myself to, to ask her to dance. It ruined the night. I ended up destroying a wedding picture. So kids, if you're, if you're on the fence, just ask the girl to dance. Just do it, man. You remember your monkey impression? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then 
If you want to go to an angry monkey, <laughs> why was that? Listen, I don't know. Okay, people used to say to me when I would puff my uh, cheeks out and hold my ears out that I looked like a monkey. Well, and because yeah. of that, and because of that, how often did you do that? Often enough for me to to, to develop a poor monkey impersonation. Poor monkey. Okay, and now I'm not talking about the socio-economical uh, condition of that monkey. I'm talking about it wasn't very good. Right. right. Anyway, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next song. Um, and I love her. So this is the song that has like the boom. It has like a yeah. little bit of a, a different sound. Than this is my favorite. Of the uh, whole album? Of the whole album. That's a surprise. Really, I was going to say it's unsurprising because I feel like usually my favorite song of last two albums were the soft songs. Yeah, I guess usually I, I expect you to like the, maybe the faster ones and stuff, but yeah, that's how, what you have picked. And this song sounds different than anything else on the album. It does, and I th- it also it kind of sounds different than the rest of the Eagles' songs so far. Yeah, definitely. It stands out, and I, I like it too. It, it, it didn't... Uh, uh, it's not my favorite, but... And of course, this is a Paul song. Right. We Paul's all know. Best. I love Paul. And I read something from John where John was like, yeah, all of our early hits, I did it. It was all me. And that's not true. No. And I know they argue about who wrote what, but definitely, like, Paul is, Paul is his servant. He's good, and he's really good at the sweet songs, the sweet love yeah. songs. And this one, this is a, a big bass song. Like, you hear it in the background. Yeah. yeah. That and that's, really that's Paul. Yeah. Paul played the bass in it. They also had Ringo's playing, like, a, like a stand-up drum oh, or, like, yeah, a bongo, yeah. and he has a wood block. And that sounds really cool because we haven't had anything like that at all. Yeah, no, yeah. no different percussion other than drums. Right. And so now they're they're adding in like different elements of, you know, a style that's completely different than like like the '60s rock and roll that they've been doing. Yeah. And classical guitar as well as steel uh, acoustic guitar, which I like. Um, I do like classical guitar a lot, but it sounds really cool. Yeah. I, uh, Again, this was one that grew on me, and this last time around, last time I listened to the album, it was like, man, this is a really pretty song, and it's just not like the other love ballads. It definitely, and and it doesn't necessarily sound 60s. No, it doesn't. It sounds more timeless, like their later stuff does. And I I, I, I complained about, and I I just complained about how the solos was a straight ripoff of the vocal melody. And the same thing with this one. There's an acoustic solo in this song. That's the that, one. That is a, um, you know, imitation of the vocal melody. But this has, like, a hesitation to it that I really like. At first, when I heard the song, oh, I was yeah. like, it's this slow. solo kind of bombs and kind of, like, ruins that part of the song. But the more I listened to it, the more I liked, like, the hesitation. Because, like, for yeah. me, when I was thinking about the vocal melody, because I knew that's what was happening. And even after listening to the song, like the second time, I knew it was coming up. In my head, when the note was gonna come in, it was always a bit behind. Yeah. And it adds like this thing of like, you know, because the song is like "I love you," but it's not like you know we are in love, you know, from what I recall the lyrics are. But I don't pay that close attention as, as you do. Um, so it kind of adds like this hesitation, like this like this neediness to the to the sound of it that I like. Yeah, I like that. It, 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 it does give it a little bit more of a, a longing. I agree. Yeah. Because uh, I thought that too, like when I, I, it only struck me. And I think there's, uh, even though these are light poppy songs, I think that that speaks to their enduring quality because they are songs that when you listen to them more and more, you pick out things that, that you wouldn't necessarily detect on the first few times. Right. And uh, that might can't be said about all pop from the 60s or all pop in general. But I think that they had a lot of good decisions that went into it that you might not even detect right. until you are actually studying the song or you just your mind turns off of a certain part of the song and you're suddenly like, oh, I've never noticed this part before. Yeah. And that's pretty cool to discover that. Uh, let's take a quick break to decide where we're going to eat. Do you want to go sit down? I'd like to sit down if you'd like to sit down. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's see, where have we already gone on the podcast? That's We've the already gone to Buffalo Wild Wings and Chili's. That's the only places. Mm. What's another place that we go to a lot? 
we could go to 50-50. We could go... And also, if your new place is in Old Town, there's a new... And it's the weekend. There's a new, like, Irish pub thing, and there was a new bar thing. It is a little chilly outside. I don't know if that'll be yeah. important. Um, but, yeah, there's also those two. Uh, I was trying to think of other places that we like to go that to. That we go to a lot. Um, um, I See, on a day that uh, we didn't start so late, I would say uh, backseat. Oh, yeah, but that might be... That, that could take 12 minutes or 1,000 years. Yeah. It just really depends on... Oh, Cafe del Sol. We go Cafe del Sol. Yeah, that's a good place. Crab nachos. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss crab nachos. Although... Uh, there's a, a restaurant in Warfield, you know, at uh, Mullins. They have crab nachos. And Alana likes those crab nachos better than the really? other ones. Now, they add a little kick. They, they slap some jalapenos on there, which is pretty good. She doesn't eat the jalapenos. I do. I oh. say jalapenos. So that's purpose. not what sold her on it? No, I think it's probably just the first experience of crab nachos. Mm. But I think the sauce at Cafe del Sol on top is far superior. Oh, the sauce is so great. Yeah, that's And I th- like the texture of the chips. Yeah, because these are thick-cut potato chips. The other ones were nacho chips, which I think is another thing she liked. She liked the like the um, like the tortilla chips better. Right. But I prefer Cafe del Sol because I'm a man. You're a traditionalist. I, I mean, much the same as she prefers the uh, Weezer Mr. Blue Sky over the Yellow Mr. Blue Sky. Which is a, a wrong opinion. I have. Listen, I love you. You're <laughs> you'll you'll listen to this later. You're oh. wrong. You listen to the first uh, few. Yeah. So, but, you know, to each their own, I guess. But yeah, to each their own. She's got some hard feelings around the house. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry that that's pulling you apart. Yeah, that's all right. We're going through Cafe. Oh, boy. Um, I guess it's, uh, I'll leave, I'll, we'll throw those two out there. Cafe Del Sol and 5050. I think it's up to you. Ooh, that's tough, man. These are very different. All right. I'll, I'll think on that. All right. And I think next, we'll, we'll probably need to split it here because there's 13 songs. And are we at? We're six, at six or seven. So we'll split that after yeah. this one. And we're at 52 minutes. So, so far on this album, I'm impressed with the fact, you know, there's some songs that we have liked all the songs. They've all been yeah. thumbs up. And for what? <laughs> Just this song. I have opinions on it. The next one? Yeah. Okay, but we're, are we talking about this one? I think so. I thought I thought oh. I thought we were talking about it, and I love her. Well, you want to talk about Tell Me Why? Let me just count. We're going to Yeah, we need to, we need to do at least this one. Okay, I thought we were closing. So so far we've had thumbs up. Let's talk about Tell Me Why. Yeah, tell really me why. Like I love and I love her so much. I love that song. It it is beautiful. It's peaceful. It's almost like. Uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? It, it gets you in like an atmosphere. Yeah, it's atmospheric. But then it hard cuts to tell me why. <laughs> yeah. Tell me why you lie and why you lie to me. Yeah. It's such a hard cut. It is hard cut. It's so abrasive when it starts. Because it's like, it's a bit of a rough harmony right at the start. Yeah. This is a rough song. It's a sloppy song and it's a rough song. And I just, I where it's placed, which is right after probably my favorite song of the three albums so far. Wow. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I love that song. That's cool. I might put it on one of my top favorite songs. Wow. Maybe only like a top 10 or top you know, 15 or whatever it is. It's impressive. Who I knew, put it up Who there. knew you would discover that in the, these early Beatles albums? But of course, I would always place Rocky Raccoon one above it. <laughs> Just in case... You were so thinking that anything ignoring, ignoring the transition, if the song was by itself, how it would, would you feel about it? It would be fine. Uh-huh. I wouldn't really care about it that much. It would be, you know, another, you know, classic Beatles song, you know, because it's got the upbeat, like the... Yeah. You know, it's it's another happy... Well, it's not necessarily happy in the lyrics, I don't think. No, but, like, you know, it's upbeat. Yeah, the upbeat, the mood of it is... Is is happy, yeah. and you go from that song to this song, and I just can't stand it. <laughs> I understand it is a hard cut. I enjoy the cut. I also really enjoy this song. It is. We've had doo-wop covers so far, 
But this is the first song that they say is Beatles doo-wop. It's right. like they, they wrote it. Yeah. Did they yeah. write everything on this album? It's all originals, yeah. Okay, so that's the first time. Yeah. And I think that's why it, it, it showcases their talents a little better. Yeah. So uh, what I like about this one is that, you know, with all the doo-wop covers so far, like I would have liked them, but they would have been, they all always felt like there was a disconnect from the band to the song. Yeah. This one, it definitely feels like this is the Beatles doing a doo-wop song. Yeah. It has their style. It is sloppy as heck. I do not like the uh, the fact that they do the high note, the me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't ever sound good. It doesn't sound good that they end on that note. And they also have the bridge part where everybody goes, if there's anything Oh, yeah. That sounds bad. I don't like any of the high stuff, but I I do like the, um, the verses that good. you talk about, and I like the hook, the tell me why, because they have a little bit of a rasp to that, yeah. and I think it's the best doo-wop they've done so far, because it's not quite doo-wop. It has like a doo-wop style to it, but it sounds distinctly like the Beatles. It is a hard cut from And I Love Her, and it is like, it does feel, considering the rest of the album, it feels like it's very well put together. And this song is more of like a live, it feels yeah, more live. Like it the, does. The early I enjoy it, but I understand all, I understand everywhere you're coming from. I am an albums man. I'm not a, I, I'm not a playlist man. I'm not a compilation man. I'm an albums man. I like albums as they, as they sit, as a collective. Right. And if I don't like songs on albums, that's okay. I can skip them. But I like the theme that runs throughout an album, like the consistent sound that they have, of like the studio quality. Because even if they have different sounds in each song, it's all recorded in the same studio using the same instruments. You get like a consistent sound from it versus like a compilation of albums recorded in different studios and this and that. Because of that, I'm giving the song a thumb sideways. Oh, the first thumb sideways. And that might be the that might be the only thumb sideways of the whole album. I don't know. And that's fair. Because I don't re- I'm not remembering the rest of the album right now. Right. But I did you listen to it right before you, you got. You live in the I live in the moment. I'm going to give this song a thumbs up. Uh, some of the things you don't like about it, I, I do like about it. Those high notes, I can't really yeah. come to grips with. But I but it, it says a lot about the rest of the song that I still listen to it, even though I go like, why'd you do that? I feel like yeah. a good cover of this. <laughs> what? Perfect. God. Perfect. I think I'd like a good cover of this song where they kind of like patch that up. I'm good yeah. with it being sloppy, but they did make some poor decisions. But I still will give it a thumbs up because I think the rest of the song is good. So even though you give that a thumb sideways, so far I think it's been more consistent than the than the other albums. And I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping that the rest of the half the the second half does that. When we return after we eat at, boom, you know where we were. Cafe del Sol. Cafe del Sol. We're I'm not in the, in the correct right turning lane to go to the other 50, place. 50, but they didn't know at home. Yeah, it was so, it was suspenseful for them. After Cafe del Sol, are we going to have our tradition of having a little treat? Always and forever. Thumbs up for Kim's song. Yep. <laughs> Always thumbs up. Well, thank you for joining us for the first half of A Hard Day's Night. We hope you enjoyed uh, our review. You can email us at... Say it. O-T-R. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you got me off track. I don't remember where I am. O-T-R. W-J-A-N-D-Z. So, abbreviation for On the, on the Road, road with, with Josh. Josh. The whole word and <laughs> abbreviation for Zach. See, the only word that you would think wouldn't be there is the only word that is not abbreviated. The rest of them are. O-T-R. <laughs> W-J-A-N-D-Z at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts on the album or an album, a song, or an artist. It doesn't have to just be albums. Anything musically that you would like us to discuss yeah. on this podcast, or, or just any love for us? You know, as I was thinking, it doesn't have to always be music. Like I like music, but we could review Dune on here. We could review Dune, yeah. Why not? I mean, so far it's been music, but we've only done Beatles. Yeah, I mean, it's on the road with Josh and Zach. It's about us expressing our opinions about something while on the road. It could be about physics. It could be about <laughs> right. It could be about the law of gravity. Well, I think it makes sense that on the way, if we go see Dune together, on the way to Dune, we review something, and on yeah. the way back, we review Dune. I'll quickly read the Dune book. That way, on the way, we'll review yeah, the Dune sure. book. I'm sure. On the way will. back, we'll review the we review could, the You could Dune. quickly watch the old Dune. No, I no. I would rather read the book. <laughs> wow. That's I nice. would rather read the book. It's dense, and I a lot of it would go straight over my head, like a lot of books do. You could get the graphic novel version. I, well, that's only part of it. That's true. 
But but the new Dune is the the movie that is just out is only the first half of the first Dune book. I don't know how much of the draft, but it's only the first half of the book. Okay. And it's still like two and a half hours long. Yeah. It's a big book. But thank you for joining us. Please send us an email to that email. Don't make me say it again. We'll put it in the show notes. The worst email that ever exists in the history of the world. And we will see you after our visit at the Cafe of Del Sol. Goodbye. 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 And I, while you lie, I can't find me. the mouse. Is it still recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>